The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Legends Internet Podcast Radio Show, the finest content on the interwebular stratosphere. My name is Frank Barrientos, United States of America, and I am really sick. But I am joined here by a lot of great hosts and our guest for tonight, Mr. Gorga. Um, just introducing everybody really quick. We've got the wonderful Jenny. Hello. The amazing Tressa. Hello. The excellent Kara. Hi. The fabulous Nick. Hi. And the tubular Mick. Hello. Is that enough adjectives? <laughs> and of course, MR, uh, who we haven't talked to for about a year's time. Uh, MR, as you can see, we've added a lot of staff when you were yes. with us before. You guys must yeah. be making some pretty good money now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much money. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we've got some new people here. Kara's brand new. We've got Jenny awesome. and I believe Tressa. Mick, were you on the team last time around? I was on the team, but I was not able to make the episode due to working third shift. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. We've come forward that since one. then. But uh, yeah, so uh, MR Gorga, if you're not familiar, is a New York Times number one best-selling author. It's an Amazon bestseller. Amazon bestseller. Amazon bestseller. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to correct we'll, you. We'll get there. Um, All right. Please, Frank. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so there's that. And then um, he's a demonologist. So we're really hoping to uh, get any and all of our questions out and into the open there. There is so much ground to cover. I feel like last time you were on, uh, we got a lot of that ground covered. However, we still had a lot to go. And... I gotta tell you, between last year and this year, we've actually had a few people that have reached out and have uh, kind of asked about you, and, you know, I think that this episode is one that we were definitely gonna have, even from the get-go, like, even from the day after that we had you on last year, we were looking forward to this one, so definitely <laughs> awesome. glad to have you back on, and um, who wants to get the party started? Well, actually, before we do that, Amar, is there anything that you want to let us know about, or any of your new projects? I know that uh, one of the things that we mentioned right before we ended last year's episode was you were working on a screenplay, possibly. Maybe you yes. have an update on that. Wow, that's a great memory. Yes, the uh-huh. screenplay is done, um, and I'm right right now. I'm shopping it. I'm looking for you know a producer or uh, an agent that would want to be attached to a uh, you know it's the story of a. Um, uh, it's set in 1653, and it's the story of a witch trial, and it's probably one of the most harrowing witch trial tales uh, <laughs> possibly you could put out there because, you know, it, um, the work that I did for the research for um, uh, the second chapter in Demons Among Us, American Demoniac, um, that's the the level of research that went into um, this witch trial case. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited about the project. It's it's probably the most harrowing true to life 
which trial tale that um, that can be told. That's amazing. Wow. Also, I want to put it out there that I am going to do another giveaway of Amar's book. We did give a book away oh, cool. last year. Um, we definitely gave it away within our timeline, but I think I mentioned it to you. We gave it to our listener who's Doug, who goes by the handle Revnelli. Uh, and that listener, I asked him to give us a photo of himself with the book, but he didn't deliver until almost a year later. <laughs> almost <laughs> a calendar year later. And it was it was yeah. funny because I was on him for like a month or two after that happened. And then I just let it go. I was like, oh, well, I guess we're never going to see that picture. <laughs> so, I, think it was like, I mean, it's pretty funny because it's like, how how difficult is it to take oh, a oh, shot? Oh, and just go, OK, here, click. 100 <laughs> percent. And so. I, uh, That's funny. Yeah, so like just a random day in September, he sent me the picture. I'm like, well, I guess this is happening. Hey, here you go. <laughs> yeah, a year later. Now, am I excluded from winning the book? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Oh, hey. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you really wanted to. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, give a book away. I That's think, awesome. I think this time what we'll do is we'll, um, we're going to gather our, some questions. So last year after you were on, we had a bunch of questions for you, but you weren't on after that. And I know that for me, at least some of my friends and coworkers that listen to the show were asking me some questions. So what I think we'll do is we're going to sort of pull together some of the cooler questions and then we'll have you pick a question to answer on social media. And then whoever's question you pick, they'll get a book and then you'll have an opportunity to, uh, you know, answer whatever they're asking. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, it's not the Giga Monster question, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's oh, a good man. memory. <laughs> Did we have a lot of fun last year? Okay. Who do? You, okay, who wants to get started? I'm since I have a cold and I'm going to be coughing. I'm going to probably mute myself. But uh, who wants to jump in? Well, before we start, I just wanted to like get an update too. On weren't you uh, trying to get um, the book in the audio form? Yes, the book. <laughs> How's that going? Yes, I feel a lot like George R. R. Martin putting out the last uh, Game of Thrones books. Um, yeah. uh, it's it's going. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, I've had so many. You know, whenever I try to do a project that um, you know includes talking about demons or exposing these kinds of entities, that's always that's um, always an uphill battle. I always feel like. You know, whatever is going on in the spirit paranormal realm does never wants me to finish or get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's always um, uh, roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I hit some roadblocks. I had people drop the project because they're, you know, they're uh, for whatever reason, life Freaking is going on. And I'm this close to finishing and life mm-hmm. just gets in the way, but it's almost done and it will be out hopefully nice. very soon. Well, I'm looking forward to it when you do get it. Cause Thank you. I read it, but to hear it, it's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, and I decided to, um, you know, to voice it myself because yeah. I thought it would be a very authentic experience uh, for the listener uh, to have the author read it himself. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, nice. I went that direction. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. That sounds great. Let us definitely let us know when that ha- when that comes out in audio form, and uh, we'll check oh, it out. Oh, well, definitely. I'll let you know. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Who's got? Uh, who wants to start the questions? Anybody? Who's going first? I'm, I'm curious about how you got started with with all of this. Where 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 does one where does one go? How did this all start? Well, the reason why I wrote the book is a, it's an answer to uh, a string of nighttime 
uh, demonic assaults I was experiencing by, you know, demonic entities. And so I'd be woken out of a dead sleep with um, steely, like iron hands choking me, literally trying to, to, to kill me. Um, like an iron pressing like onto my chest and into the bed. Some people describe it as a night hag or things of that nature and uh, evil whisperings, biting scratchings, um, all that kind of stuff was going on from, for about a week or 10 days nightly. Um, and so I know that these, uh, these demonic spirits, the last thing that they want to do is be exposed uh, as to how they function and what they are and how they operate. Um, so basically I said, okay, you're going to attack me. I'm going to attack back. And, you know, um, demons among us is an answer to those nighttime assaults I was experiencing. Wow. That's a, that's an excellent answer. Um, one question that kind of came up. Um, so we had a couple of guests on and one question that I think that has come up just within our group here is, within the realm of identification. So if you are someone who's had an experience, when is it appropriate to make that leap into thinking to yourself, is this something malevolent? And if so, is it demonic? I think even from the last three or four of our shows, it, it kind of comes up as, well, you know, how, how do you take that step? Uh, it's funny because uh, I think it's the, the, we love to, use logic and reason and and the last thing we we seem to always land on is you know oh, okay it's finally it's demonic right so uh it's the last thing we because it doesn't make sense to our natural minds right but these are you know these are not natural entities these are supernatural entities and they can kind of um do things behind the scenes in, in one's life that you don't you know, necessarily know what's actually functioning in and around your life. Uh, and so um, when we talk about these things, we, you know, we talk about uh, you can have a harassing spirit. Um, you can have spirits that you um, oppress, uh, that are oppression. And then there's uh, the extreme form is actually um, possession. And so there's a, there's an, there's an order to uh, the level of intensities of demonic influence and um, um, assaults, so to say, that some would experience. Um, you know, so I would say if, you know, uh, if you have some sort of um, anxiety or depression or suicide, uh, usually there's spirits uh, attached to these types of things that really oppress somebody's life. Uh, and so, um, it, you don't want to negate that, uh, altogether, uh, there might be a spiritual component behind what's happening in your life. So I would say, you know, don't outright exclude that because we live in a supernatural world that's happening behind the scenes. So there's, there's always something happening behind there. So I would say, don't rule that there's some kind of spiritual undertaking in that spirit realm. Hmm. I have a question about, so everybody knows about demonic possession, right? But maybe not so much like you were talking about demonic uh, oppression. Right. And so like, what are like some clear signs that it's probably likely that you're being oppressed, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of signs. A lot of a lot of it comes in um, many times in the form of of depression. Now, it's it's normal to have like you know normal uh, levels of depression or be anxious for something or whatever. But when these things start to get life controlling, I mean, literally, you can't pick your socks up off the floor because it's you know it's it hurts yeah. so bad, and you know you you can't put the spoon to your mouth for to eat the cereal. You know, things of that nature, when when things just get so increasingly, increasingly bad, there there could be um, some form of um, demonic entity or influence behind it. Okay. So, so like and it, what if there's a, just like a series of, of unfortunate events that are in your life and, you know, like at first it starts off with, oh man, I can never catch a break. And then, yeah before you know it you're just like like you said like so wound up with anxiety and yeah it's a possibility huh yeah it is and there's it's it's important to know that um these things aren't like you know running around like hairy monsters with horns or anything like that these are spirit beings um fallen spirit angelic beings highly intellectual highly powerful and completely invisible to the human eye unless they want to be you know be seen um, and so it's important to know that they operate by by their functions and their roles. And I might have mentioned this last time on the show, but, you know, we all have names and we all have we're, we're all known by our names, but they're also known. They all have names as well, but they're also known by the roles or the function that they play. And so there are various spirits um, for the uh, for each of these roles, say spirit of fear um fear is a spirit so if you have this overwhelming amount of fear um there you know there may be a spirit attached to it behind behind it all uh spirits of greed spirits of lust spirits of pharmacoi where we get our words pharmacy from and that's a greek in the greek that word actually means sorceries so um and I said that to say because you know we're we're trying to medicate these things with <laughs> with uh, a form of what is termed sorcery, a, mm-hmm. a, a form of sorcery, um, and so so there are spirits um, behind a lot of these things that we just think are natural uh, or overwhelming, and if they get overly overwhelming, there could be a spiritual component to these things. I have a quick question. Um- <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, uh, MR, really quick. I've, I'm, I've been really sick, but um, sorry about that. Uh, is there, I, I know that when discussing this topic, many people think, I don't know if it's correct or incorrect, which is my question. Is it a good idea to speak the name of these entities if you know what they are? Is Or is that something where it's going to be inviting something in? Well, okay. It's important to know that they're, (laughs) they're way more powerful than you and they're smarter than you and I, and they're, you know, and they're way more cunning and manipulative uh, than, than you or I, I would say not engage with them at all costs at all, because you're just opening yourself up to um, deep levels of deception. And uh, we all like to think that we, we're not capable of being deceived, but we are because they're a higher form of intelligence. And so they're, they're able to manipulate, distort, and create these, these arguments. Um, and 
you know, we're all susceptible to being uh, deceived by them. I would say, uh, do not be engaged. They're, oh, and they're adroit in, in lying. They're expert liars. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they they have, they can hardly tell the truth. I mean, they might tell the truth like a little bit of a truth to make mm-hmm. it a better lie. <laughs> wow. So, uh, but they're they're very very skilled uh, liars as well as manipulators. Yeah, I got a question. Um, so is there to you a difference between like people that have passed on like a ghost and demons, or is it? Are, is there no separation for you? Uh, for me, it's my belief that mm-hmm. uh, ghosts uh, and things of that sto- of that nature are actually demons um, in disguise. They're they're demons with a mask on. Okay, that's what I want to know because I have another question. Are you familiar sure. with? Um, because a lot of people, uh, ghost hunters, whatever, they're like, whatever, ghosts can't hurt you, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but. Um, if you're familiar with Father Malachi Martin and his death, are you familiar with that? No, the the name rings a bell. I think someone brought it up on one of the last shows I was on, but yeah, he was, me. Oh, sure. He uh, he was a Catholic priest. I think he left the church to be uh, an exorcist. Like he was an exorcist with the church, and then right. he um, ended up leaving at some point. But he uh, he is rumored to have died by being pushed off a stool by an unseen entity according to like his his friend his confidant Mm -hmm. and um how that i i can't get that out of my mind because that that's so scary like there there's so many people that have been reported to have died through accidents yeah but how often are these people dying from demons like how often do you think that actually might i know this is a weird question do you think this is like common that people could be dying from demons other than i'm 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 completely convinced that this has happened you know um these these things are they want no good for you they want no good uh for humanity uh in fact their entire mission is to steal kill and destroy um, and so if they're not pushing you off a, a stool or a, down the stairs or, you know, they're they're out there trying to use every mechanism possible to destroy your life, <clears throat> whether it be through alcoholism, drug addiction and things of that nature. They also f- operate behind these kinds of uh, things as well. So whatever they can use to destroy your life. Uh, they're going to do it, um, you know, now being, you know, being pushed off or, you know, being literally killed at the hand, <laughs> uh, physically, so to say, um, it, I believe it, it happens, but it's probably the more rarer, the more rarer thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had them try to kill me. I mean, <laughs> so uh, I believe that that's uh, highly likely. Yeah. I have a question. So why, why do you think somebody gets chosen over somebody else? You know, why? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Left alone? Yeah, right. No, that's a really good question. Well, uh, first of all, I think that there's, there's so many of these spirit entities, um, these demon spirits operating in the world around us that everybody is influenced in some way by them. That's the day, That's what I try to explain in the book to to open up people to, just because like you think you know nothing's happening or you know you don't <clears throat> worship the devil or anything like that, 
but it's still things functioning and influencing around you and us all the time that we we get influenced by it. Um, now, why do some people get targeted and some don't? Some people um, tamper with uh, tools of the demonic, meaning occultic practices, um, whether it be um, uh, spirit, you know, uh, uh, spirit readings, spirit guides, um, you know, tarot, fortune telling, Ouija boards, and things of that nature, black magic or magics in, in general, all of these things kind of open up a person uh, to, they get invited. So if I was to, or someone was to expel this, these entities from a, an individual, it, it would say, well, I was invited they want me here, not knowing what they were actually inviting when they were using these kinds of things. So you, there are those. And then there are people like me. Uh, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, which puts a big, uh, a big target on my back um, because I expose what they do. So I kind of go through these experiences just because um, I'm an enemy to them and they're an enemy to me. And so uh, because of my stance and because of uh, uh, of what I do, I, 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 I go through these kinds of encounters uh, every so often. So um, and it's me and people like me that have a, a, a target on their backs as well. So um, and some people just get left behind because uh, or they don't get bothered with because they already have them in their grasp and they don't need to do anything. Mm. They're just already functioning according to how they want you to function uh, and, uh, and influenced already. So they don't even need to do anything. Well, I have a follow-up question that's along those lines. Uh, since the last time that we spoke, have you had any encounters that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, some of the biggies are, are in the book, right? So those were, I think we touched on some, of some of those last time about the, you know, the black spirit intimacy at the side of my bed or the succubus in my bed as well. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, uh, one of the recent ones was, um, and I get stuff like all the time, but it's kind of minor. So I only talk about like the, the real biggies, you know? Um, and so the story was my father had passed away, uh, about a year and a half ago and I was cleaning out his room, uh, his closet. And I kind of came across some old clothes and there was an old green faded sweater still there. He didn't like to throw anything out. So it was just there forever. Excuse me. It was gr green and faded. And, um, and then um, I came across a Miami hurricanes t-shirt and um, you know, so I was like, you know, folded that up and kind of, you know, just packing these things up. And uh, but that night I went to bed and then I was just kind of like woken cause I just sensed something so I kind of like woke up and I look and my, my father is standing in my room. And, um, huh. and just to give you a visual, my father looked like Danny DeVito. He was a short, you know, a, a you know, short <laughs> Italian guy. Right. And, uh, and so he's standing there, but he's wearing the green sweater that he wouldn't be, you know, he would never be caught wearing a, you know, now at that, at that time nowadays, uh, and he's holding the folded up uh, Miami Hurricanes t-shirt. 
and I'm looking at them and I'm already suspicious because it's, it's already giving off like a creepy vibe. Like it's already like, you know, it's already weird. It's already, I already feel like the, the creepiness coming off of, off of what's supposed to be my father, but yeah. it is a spitting, absolutely spitting to the T image of my father. I mean, there's nothing that, that, that was any altered in any way. It was an absolute perfect representation of my father. And then he starts walking towards me and I'm like laying there, just watching him walk toward me. And he, he comes in for like this weird, awkward hug. And I just feel like the vibe coming off of it. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not hugging. <laughs> and so, so he comes in for this weird, awkward hug. Right. And, and he comes in is, and he puts his head kind of like right here. And then he pulls his head back. And when he pulls his head back, the, the, the skin starts melting off of his face. Like, like it's a burning mm. like cigarette in ash. Yeah. Right. And there's a skull, you know, it, it oh. is a skull and it has these gleaming yellow eyes and they're boring into me like with this face of fear trying to create as much fear as it possibly oh. can just bear, you know staring me dead in the face like ah. and uh, and it was it was very very scary but had i not known from the get-go that something was up <laughs> it uh it probably would have been much more scary i'm sure someone would have ran from the hills but uh it was it was it, not to say anything away from it it was absolutely frightening hmm. but um but yeah so that was like one of one of the 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 latest like like big episodes yeah do you think it did that because it wanted to just like shake you kind of and like shake you up maybe yeah yeah who knows why they do what they do they just you know uh yeah. they come to harass and haunt and you know and uh, you know i don't i didn't ask ever, it <laughs> I, ask you, I didn't ask it why it was doing what it was doing so like i've heard of some stories of some kind of entity mimicking like like living people you know and yeah and, and like appearing in front of other people that that person means something to them, but the other person's still alive who it's mimicking. What do you think that's all about? Well, that's that's, that's highly plausible. Yeah. Um, it says, you know, uh, in the Bible, it talks about the devil himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So it means, and it's, it's actually horrifying when you really think about it, the most malevolent being in all of creation is disguising himself as the ultimate good mm -hmm. and so that's where this this high level of deception kind of comes in so uh, but what that means is that they can change into any kind of form that they want so it's highly possible that it you know was was mimicking the form of you know somebody and in this case mm -hmm. my case it was mimicking the exact form of my father you know he didn't have to be dead but they just chose to you know, mm -hmm. to do it then, but yeah, they can, they can transform mm. themselves into uh, it's creepy. whatever form yeah. they want. Even like the living just to mimic them and sure. Yeah. Why not you astray or something? I don't know. Yeah. There's I mean, why not? So, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think know. there's anything in the rule book that says that the person has to be dead for them to, um, like anything to, goes pretty much. huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, anything goes. Yeah, that's true. And they kick when you're down too, by the way, they don't, they don't, you know, there's, 
they have no oh, yeah. mercy. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of they course, kick yeah. when you're down. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I have a question uh, sure. real quick. Um, so I was curious, there's, because there's so many references to like these demonic entities, like across cultures and across myths and across folklore and throughout history, right. you know, all in sort of different forms. Um, do you kind of believe that they're the same same entities sort of just showing themselves across cultures you know you've got like the wendigo or like just just as an example something like that yeah. is that one of these same entities that's just sort of creeping around now or yeah well like, again they, they yeah they can take on many forms and um you know so the so the demonic spirits and you know these these entities um, well, they're, they're actually fallen angels. So they're, you know, they're, they are angels. They're not monsters. They're actually, um, beautifully created angelic beings who have just sort of, uh, they, they never lost their power. They never lost their, um, they never lost their, uh, their intellect or anything like that. They just lost, they lost their home, which was, which was heaven. And so they, they have, uh, they consider this their home. They were cast to the earth and into the cosmos. Um, and so uh, these beings, they don't, they're, they don't have a religion. They exist outside of religion. So it's not like you have Christian demons and you have, um, you know, Hindu demons or, uh, or whatever Egyptian demons or, or things of that nature, they don't, they don't have a religion. Um, so they can, you know, operate, you know, they can, they can mm -hmm. poke into any kind of <laughs> belief system that they, they want, because again, they don't, they don't have a religion. God's not a religion. He's a spirit. Right. So, um, and so, uh, when you talk about forms of like the Wendigo or, you know, uh, you know, monsters or, you know, the werewolves or what's the lycanthropes or whatever they're called. Right. Like, I believe that these kinds of things are all, you know, like ghosts, they're also, um, you know, demons in masquerade. So, um, I think they just take on these many forms, whether it be the Wendigo or Tommy knockers or, um, or, or whatever other kind of form that they want to take. I believe they're all, you know, mm. uh, kind of one and the same. They just take on these different forms. That's really interesting. So you think that like, from, from your belief, like, like the cryptids that we, that we hear about and look at are, yeah. are demonic in nature. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. And it's, you know, again, it comes in many forms. And not only that, I also believe that uh, aliens are also, um, again, in disguise. Uh, because what they do is they, the, the MO is exactly the same as how uh, Satan or Lucifer uh, functioned in the Garden of Eden. Meaning what he did there was he promised uh, knowledge. And when you see some of these stories of like these aliens is like, well, they're, they were offering people or individuals more knowledge or technology or some kind of hidden knowledge um, there, you know, but would they have to offer something? Right. So they always have uh, the same at these things. They have the same exact MO. So it is my belief that um, a lot of the alien stuff that's out there right now is, um, you know, the demonic, uh, manifestations hmm. so kind of everything paranormal 
in nature is is in fact actually down to this single sort of uh, demonic entities, right? Yeah, it all, yeah, it's all one source. It's all one source. It's used to distract and it's used to um, deceive. And it's, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of supernatural stuff out there in the, you know, in the, in the paranormal realm. Right. But, uh, you know, but there's, there's one King, there's one ruler over all the paranormal realm. And that's, that's Jesus. He has, he has all like, uh, you know, all power in heaven and earth. And he has, you know, created these, um, you know, these angels or created beings, um, but why they choose to take on these different shapes and forms, it's, you know, to kind of distract and, you know, uh, and just kind of, they like to kind of blow your mind and it's anything to keep your eyes off of uh, the truth. Mm. So what's the, you know, a few times you kind of said there maybe isn't a point, is there a point to all of this or is it just they're bored? <laughs> and yeah. Just want to do something. Yeah. So they're not at home. They're bored. They can't go where right. they want. Or yeah. is there like an end game? Uh, yeah. The end game is to kill you and I. Yeah. That's the end game. So what's the point of that? What's the What's the point? Oh, what do they could, gain? Well, why are they doing this? Uh, it, yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's basically it's because um, first of all you have to know who it's gonna it's gonna do, be a long answer. I'm just uh, let me explain who Lucifer is. Take your and time. And then I'll, I'll answer the question. So Lucifer himself, a.k.a. Satan, was actually the most beautiful creature God had ever created, be, be beautiful angelic being God had ever created. And his role was the highest role in heaven that there was, and he was the guardian of God's throne. And so he was able to walk in the midst of, um, in, in the midst of God, like as close as you can get. Um, God is like, like, uh, in a sense, like electricity. If you get too close, you're going to get shot. You're, you're shocked. So not everybody can get into that, that real presence of God. Um, and it's, he was made with, um, it says that his, his, his body itself was made with all kinds of jewels, um, you know, diamond barrel, gold, sapphire, ruby, onyx all these kinds of jewels were were in, in part of his body and so when he moved he was just like this shimmering brilliant being he didn't have horns in a you know in a in a goatee and it wasn't a hairy monster he was this beautiful dazzling light show when he moved and not only that it says that there was um, pipes and timbrels built into his form, built into his body, which are musical instruments. So he was known to be the music or the music director or the, the, the music, the, the music minister of heaven. So when he moved, he was emitting light and he was emitting orchestrations from his very form. So he wasn't that he was just playing music. He was music. So he was adored by all of heaven. And in fact, he drew one third of the angels to his cause to overtake um, because he wanted to be God. He was lifted up because of his beauty. He was so beautiful, he became prideful and he thought he himself could be God. So influential he was that he drew a third of the angels to his side. So war in heaven breaks out and ultimately they're kicked out of heaven. Him, Lucifer, and a third of the angels. Now, to answer your question, 
So they lost their home. They lost the presence of God. They lost their role. They lost their identities. They lost everything that they, you know, they lost the nearness of God. They lost the affection of God and they lost the, you know, the nearness and the love of God. And so the reason that they do what they do is because they, since they can't get back at God, they get back at God through his creation, through you and I. So in order to hurt the, the, the heart of God, they go after to try and destroy his, his creation, humanity. I know it's a long answer, but that, it kind of had to. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things here. It looks like we might have lost Mick. I, she's been having some technical difficulties because of her ISP is being dumb. But mm. um, we had a question here from a listener on YouTube going by the name Kazar. I don't know if this is a question that you want to answer or would like to answer. Maybe you could speak on it, but they. It depends if depends what the question yeah, is. Yeah, here's the question: uh, Would you explain Revelation 2015? Quote: Whoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Right. Well, it's you know it's the, the book of life is uh the basically the the recording of of God whose names are um, uh, are followers of Jesus Christ. They've accepted his son as the sacrifice for his sin for their sins um and those are written and were recorded in what's called the lamb's book of life and anyone not found in the lamb's book of life are the ones who rejected the sacrifice that god had provided the atonement that would restore that relationship uh humanity's relationship back to god and for those who reject that mercy um those are cast into the lake of fire Kazar, I hope that was a great enough response. (laughs) (laughs) Good Uh, response. What, uh, here's a question that I had, um, you know, that's kind of going back a couple of the things that we've been talking about. So we had a guest on a couple weeks ago who I mentioned to you, her name is Kimberly. She is someone who did not believe she's, she's had some experiences and she did not believe that they were demonic in nature because she never really felt attacked. However, Mm -hmm. that sparks a bit of interest because as you put it, if something is coming after you, it's kind of a bit of a liar. It's kind of a bit of a, yeah. maybe I'm not malevolent kind of thing. Now, while we were talking to her, I think a few of us, plus a listener to uh, one of our viewers, uh, Stormfrog, was saying that it sounded a lot like what a demon might be or what a demon might do. Yeah, that- one, of the, one of her experiences specifically was involving her husband. So she had moved out to a farmhouse, and uh, her husband... There was a day where her uh, her husband thought she was calling him from across the house yeah. and kept calling for him and kept calling for him. And yeah. so, like, he eventually found her and was like, what do you what do you want? And she was like, I never called you. I've been outside the whole time. So stuff like that. Yeah. So the, the question is kind of twofold in that in her situation, even though she didn't feel attacked, was there a possibility it could have been, you know, something demonic? And then the second part of that is she ended up moving and then never having that experience again. If if the answer to question A was yes, it could have been, then if she moved, is that something where it likely would have stopped, or do you think she should be careful the rest of her life? Or oh, how do you feel about that? Well, it is possible that you know there was an entity mimicking the voice of her husband or whatever. Um, that is actually a, a common thing that they do. Um, they can, they have the ability to, again, that, that transformative kind of power that they have, they know what their husband's voice sounds like. They know what, 
you know, they know what he wears, they know what his scent is or smell is, and right, they know what they know what grandma looks like and her tone of voice, right? And so they can mimic voices absolutely perfectly. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, they are known or has been known that they have followed people and some they followed and some they don't. Um, I would just be very kind of, you know, just kind of keep my eye out <laughs> really uh, and see if anything else kind of transpires. And if something transpires, then you're going to have to start kind of taking um, actions against it or closing those doors um, that may have been open, whether knowingly or unknowingly, that allowed these things into uh, her life. If you think that you're someone who's being maybe victimized, do you think, oh, and by the way, uh, Kazar, who asked that question earlier, said thank you. Um, you're welcome. If you're someone who is uh, feeling like you might be victimized or might be uh, in the presence of something demonic, what what action do you think would be the best to take? Well, for me, or for the and for people like me who are followers of Jesus, we are given a power, this this supernatural power, um, to um, to to um, given the authority over demonic powers, and it says, um, "I give you this power, or to trample on snakes, um, snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy." Right, and it's this is amazing supernatural power that he gives us uh, humans power over these supernatural beings. And so all we have to do or all I have to do is I have to call on the name of Jesus. And I've seen these things just melt like like mist and fold into themselves or they bolt out, you know, through a wall or or whatever. Um, And so we are given this absolutely incredible supernatural power um, to expel these kinds of things. and for, but for those who just want to use the name as, uh, of Jesus as a lucky rabbit's foot, I would absolutely warn against it um, because um, there's an episode in the, in the Bible where um, the demon spoke back to this person who wasn't a believer or follower, and uh, he was trying to cast out a demon, and the demon spoke up, and he says, uh, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And then they... And, you know, they fell upon these guys and they they literally tore these guys to shreds running from the house. They were running from the house like naked and bleeding. They, they got basically got a demonic ass kicking. <laughs> so, I mean, we're dealing with very, very highly malevolent, you know, evil, you know, evil beings. Um, and so I would um, I would say. uh become a follower of Jesus. And it's this way you can have this, you know, uh, the power over these things and they will no longer be able to rule in your life. They can still kind of attack and harass, but they will not have a government over you. So that's what I would say. You thought along the way, and maybe I misheard it, that there's, you know, they're a-religious. They're not associated with right. religion, these humans. Right. So if so... Is it only a Jesus thing that could beat them? Or could it be if you're, you know, a Hindu priest, you know, could, Mm. does that also have the power or is it, or, or are they actually associated only with Christianity? Well, like I like, okay. So, well, first of all, Jesus is not a Christian. Jesus is a man. 
So we have this glorified man in in heaven. He's not a you know he's not a weakling on a cross. He's not a he's actually a, a king of kings and lord of lords. The Bible says, and so he is. So when we talk about who Jesus is in this form as king. He has king. He is ultimate king over all of this this activity. So it's it's really not a religion. It's a this is a man, and so. Um, but yeah, it's only in his, it is my belief, uh, it's only in his name and his name alone uh, that we can have power and victory over demonic principalities and powers that uh, control our lives. So can I ask, of all your research and your own experiences, what surprised you the most? The, the response to the book was actually very, very uh <laughs> Uh, very, very surprising to me because like when you write a book like Demons Among Us, the whole time you're um, writing, I'm like, in, uh, everyone's going to think I'm out of like <laughs> batshit crazy, right? Everyone's going to think I'm absolutely insane here. And, um, but the, the, but the truth was, is once I put it out, the exact opposite happened. Uh, people started, the response was like, well, I've had this kind of situation too, or I've experienced this too. And one of the most surprising things was um, my own mother, she read the book and then she calls me and she says, you know, I had an experience when I was a little girl. I never told anyone. And, I'm, uh, and so she tells me this experience. I'm not going to say the experience because it's hers to tell. But so she has this experience and I'm like, well, Ma, how did this never, ever, ever, ever come up in any kind of conversation anywhere, right? And and because uh, there's a, a the, the stigma that people are going to think that you're crazy when you kind of like talk about this stuff. Yeah. And and but no, this is more. This stuff is actually more common than we than we realize because mm-hmm. um, it's it's been happening around us all these. Uh, generations and thousands of years. And as long as we've been on this planet, there's been this kinds of stuff happening. So mm-hmm. for me, I can't understand at this point why we would think we're that people are crazy when this is an actually an actual spiritual reality that has existed thousands of years. Yeah. Right. But it was yeah, the, sure. but, yeah. And, but it was the response that, that it really kind of made people feel comfortable enough uh, to open up and and then finally they're like oh you know wow, wow I'm not crazy yeah. you know because other people in this you know and, and this guy has had these experiences too and so it's it that's a, that surprised me the most is is how it's um it made people comfortable enough to kind of open up uh, with their own situations and stories and you know and and it's weird because like I'll go on some shows and they'll have these call-ins and it's like well I have a demon he's pulling my hair out and you know what do i do and and mm-hmm. and so it's like you know so this stuff you know is happening behind the scenes is very very real and um uh but, but yeah so that was the surprising stuff was just at the response to the book um that's great yeah i wanted to ask you about that mrs because i remember hearing her that lady call in did, did anything ever come of that or and I just found it wild that this entity was trying to get locks of her hair. Yeah. To me, that's really very creepy and strange. And 
to almost like to use as a, in some kind of ritual. It, that's exactly what I would, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I thought because you see things of flourishes of that in, you know, in witchcraft and uh, spell castings and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that could be the case. Um, I don't know what, what happened to, I, I pray for these people and they, you know, a lot of times they, uh, they, they reach out and they, they ask for prayer and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And, uh, and so, and I always do, I always do. And, uh, because these beings are, they're tormenting people. Uh, there's these things, they torment people. Yeah. Right. And it's like this torture that they can't get away from. And they're, they're, they're tor- tormenting beings is what they you, are. You could tell when you heard her call in, it was not a game. She no. was distraught. Yeah. I think she even said the only way she could get away from it was to take herself out. Or she said something like that. Yeah. You well, could just true. hear in her voice. It was like, this is, this is real. Yeah, no, that was the real thing. And it's, and a lot of times people uh, take them their own lives because they don't know what else to do. That's how strong and powerful these things are. Cause they think that the only way that they can get away from these things is to just kill themselves, you know? Yeah. We've got a question here, uh, Mr. from Kazar, which is the person that asked before. Uh, they say, last question, explain the demonic hierarchy found in uh, Ephesians 6.12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Flesh but, and blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, principalities, I'm sure you know the rest. Uh, can yeah. you, do, do you care to explain the demonic hierarchy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the scripture he's talking about is, you know, we wrestle. we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but it gets demonic powers and principalities and wickedness in high places, meaning um, that some of the battles that we fight, that we think that we're, we're fighting against, you know, people, but it's actually demonic spirits operating in people or, or influenced by people knowingly or unknowingly that we're, that we're actually battling the spirits in people and not actual, you know, not actually the, the, the person themselves. Right. And so how I like to explain um, the hierarchy in the supernatural realm or the paranormal realm, I like to think of it as um, influencer marketing. Now we know what influencer marketing is, right? Like we, we take this top guy in his field and we, we give him this product and we say, now, you know, uh, tell your, your minions about this wonderful product and, you know, and have their, and, and tell these people, tell their people and, and so on and so on. And so basically um, we have uh, Lucifer as head. So basically president Lucifer, right? And so, and he has governments and uh, order and, and um, minions like under him or underlings like under him and offices. And they, they function under the role an influence of, of Satan or Lucifer. Um, and so, uh, so that's, that's basically like, like how it works and they need people to, to work through. So it's not like they're just operating, okay. you know, according to themselves, but basically they, you know, you, you take this ideology. Um, and if I was a smart devil, uh, which he is, um, you know, who would I go after? if I was a smart influencer marketer, right? Like (laughs) I would go after heads of state, presidents, judges, magistrates, politicians, actors, musicians, 
anybody of high influence, I would inject my ideals, my causes, and my ideas, and then I would disseminate them into the minion, into the, you know, into my uh, uh, my audience, so to say, for my influential marketing. Hmm. Are there um, any? Does that demons? make sense? Yes, I think it does. Yeah, totally. Are there any named demons besides Lucifer? Like, does he have lieutenants? Any lieutenants that are that come uh, up? Or oh, sure, they all have names. You know, that um, we know of. Or well, <laughs> that's why I like to say that they're more known for their 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 functions and their roles. Because yeah. uh, I don't know all their names. You know, it's a, the Bible talks about like a few yeah. of them. It talks about Lucifer. It talks about Gabriel. It talks about Michael. Um, you know, who are high mark archangels who, by the way, were under Lucifer, mm -hmm. uh, and they still won't um speak against his authority. Um, and so um, but yeah, they they all have names. I don't know what they what they are. You know, yeah. sometimes they come in the form of you know uh bow or the you know, or whatever idol that they the form that they they have for that, that region Be Beelzebub, right Beelzebub, so, yeah yeah bow molech dagon Moloch, yeah. right so it's whatever form that they want to you know kind of inject into that culture to mm -hmm. create idolatry um mm -hmm. and that's what idolatry is is actually it's it's satan worship through and through a, an, an an idol yeah uh, MR, you, I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, Kaza, I wanted to say thank you, Mr. for answering the question about the hierarchy. You're and, welcome. Uh, we are circling up on the hour here, so we, we do want to do maybe like just two more with one of the questions being, uh, what's next for you? Uh, well, I'm really trying to get that um, uh, my script uh, out there. And um, so I'm hoping to, you know, to get somebody attached to that so we can get that made. Uh, so if anyone's out there, they want a script by a number one best-selling author, um, let's talk about that. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. I'm, I'm working on getting that out there and I'm working on finishing up the, the audio book. And at the same time, um, starting to, uh, to put together the framework for, for the, for the next book. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, do you, can you share a little bit of what that might be or no? next book. Uh, the book yeah uh it's actually it's a fiction book it's a it's a woman who uh loses her faith and turns to the dark side Ooh. okay and then uh last question here that we'll ask you for tonight before we have our closing thoughts is uh where can people find your current book and uh, how can they reach out to you if they have any questions or want to take the discussion further right right well you can get demons among us shocking real life stories from the paranormal uh, on Amazon right now, it's um, available uh, for the Kindle version for just $1.99. Uh, so it's very, very affordable. And I'm going to be running that till, um, till ha you know, right, right at Halloween, past Halloween, November 1st, it ends. Uh, and you can get that at paperback as well. Uh, I'm working on getting on, a, on other platforms as well. Uh, so that's going to be happening in the, in the near future. Um, and you could reach out to me on Instagram at m.r.gorga and on Facebook at mrgorga. And if any of our listeners or viewers uh, have, you know, may not remember that exactly, we're following him. So you could find his page through ours, both on Facebook and Instagram. 
Um, outside cool. of that, do any of the legends have any closing thoughts or any final questions or comments? Anybody? Yeah, uh, sure. It was certainly sure. interesting um, to hear to hear what you had to say. Um, I Thank heard you. a little bit of the podcast last time and and read a little bit of the book so far. So, looking forward to finishing it for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, uh, Nick, do you want to? Yeah, just thanks for coming on again, Mr. It's I appreciate it. We appreciate it. So. Well, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. It was a, yeah. great to get back with uh, together with you guys. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, again, thank you. Thanks from all thank of you. us. I think uh, you know. We'll probably do another follow-up episode if you're interested once that screenplay comes out and we can discuss it a little bit further. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, that'd yeah, be great. We, we definitely want to thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, reach out at any time, and uh, we'll we'll definitely plug anything that you got here in the short term if you're going to be on any future shows that you want our listeners to tune into. You know, it's it's pretty much a shared audience. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, we, we wish you a good night, and we wish all of our listeners and viewers a good night. And uh, we will see you next week. Kara, do you want to let us know what we're doing next week on Late Night Legends? Next week, we um, just in time for spooky season, we are going to be talking to two haunt actors that have been into it for years, um, learning how they got into it and what goes into scaring people. Wonderful. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. And from all of us at the Late Night Legends, be safe, be nice, and do something good for someone tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks, Amar. We're off air. Thank you so much for coming. Awesome. On. Uh, that was great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for all your, your input and questions. And it was great.